BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So after Donald Trump loses the upcoming election in a landslide, he will file legal challenges and he will lose each and every one. Let's talk about why Donald Trump is going to get laughed out of court. Because justice matters. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Justice Matters. Let's talk today about what happens after Donald Trump loses in a landslide. No, I'm not trying to get ahead of ourselves, right? We already know that we have to get out in numbers too big to rig, in numbers too real to steal. But when we look at some of the early indicators, the polls, I know, The polls can be deceiving, right? Not the be-all and end-all, but at the moment, they look pretty good. When we look at some of the early indicators for mail-in balloting, when we look at some of the polling places that are opening early, and some of the lines that are forming at those polling places, a lot of Biden voters, a lot of Biden voters, because let's face it, folks, The American people have been abused, victimized. We're not victims, oh, but we have been victimized by a lawless president, by a corrupt administration. And that's why I spend so much time thinking about justice and what justice looks like in a post-Trump era. And it looks like one thing and one thing only, accountability, accountability. In my 30 years as a prosecutor, I had the honor of dealing with countless victims. And I never once told a victim that the way to heal, the way to achieve justice in your case, the way to put this horrific experience behind you is to decline to hold accountable your attacker, your perpetrator, the person who victimized you. That's no kind of justice. That's the opposite of justice. And that's why this time, folks, accountability. But let's talk about what happens after Donald Trump loses in a landslide and specifically what happens when he begins to lodge legal attacks, legal challenges, filing suit in court in various jurisdictions where he lost, right? And he's going to try to attack the election results in certain states. It's coming. We see it coming. What's going to happen? Can I tell you what's going to happen? Donald Trump is going to get laughed out of court. How can I say that? Well, I tried to count up how many judges I appeared before in my 30 years as a prosecutor. 
it's probably around 200, give or take. And those are both military judges in military trial courts and military appellate courts. Those are civilian judges in civilian trial courts and civilian appellate courts. Those are the local courts in Washington, D.C., and the federal courts, both trial courts and appellate courts in Washington, D.C. I've been in front of a lot of judges. I've argued and tried a lot of cases. I never left the courtroom in 30 years. Never wanted to. And what I can tell you is that a litigant can't walk into court with unclean hands. A litigant can't create a problem and then march into court and say, I am a victim of the problem I created and judge I demand relief. I want to win. I'm going to talk in a few minutes about the clean hands doctrine or the doctrine of forfeiture by wrongdoing. They're very similar legal doctrines. And I'm going to try to explain why it is Donald Trump will go down in flames when he lodges legal attacks against the election results. But let's start with how Donald Trump has been going down in flames in every significant court case that he and Bill Barr pursue, right? Think about Bill Barr and Donald Trump wanting to put a citizenship question on the census for nefarious reasons. They got smacked down by the judges and the justices. They lost. Well, then they tried to kill DACA. They went into court and argued that, oh, we're doing all these things for pure reasons, both the citizenship question and wanting to kill DACA, just for the good of the people, you know. And they got crushed in court. The judges and the justices smacked them down. They litigated the question of whether all Trump administration officials have absolute immunity. They're beyond the reach of lawfully issued congressional subpoenas, absolutely immune. And the judges smacked them down. Bill Barr litigated the question of whether he has absolute authority to dismiss Mike Flynn's criminal case after Mike Flynn pled guilty to the crimes Mike Flynn committed and admitted under oath in court he committed. And Bill Barr said, I'm going to dismiss the case and Judge Sullivan has absolutely no right to hold a hearing to try to uncover my reasons for dismissing a case, for doing Donald Trump's criminal associate, Mike Flynn, a favor, though. And Bill Barr went down in flames. The full appellate court in the D.C. Federal Circuit Court of Appeals said, yeah, you're wrong, Bill Barr. Judge Sullivan does have the authority, indeed the responsibility, to get to the bottom of it, to hold a hearing before deciding if he's going to grant your motion to dismiss Mike Flynn's case. Think about Donald Trump's tax returns case. Recently argued in front of the Supreme Court, Donald Trump said, I'm absolutely immune, can't touch me, I am beyond the reach of the criminal justice system, and I'm above the courts. And the Supreme Court, including Donald Trump's own two draft picks, 
Gorsuch and Kavanaugh ruled against Donald Trump, smacked him down. Donald Trump and Bill Barr lose and lose and lose and lose in court. And frankly, in some of those cases, they had straight-faced positions to take. They had decent arguments in some of those cases. And even when they had potentially viable arguments, they lost. They got smacked down. And here's what I love, because sometimes they use Donald Trump's own words against him. And I predict they're going to use Bill Barr's own words against him in upcoming litigation when they try to attack the election as being rigged against Donald Trump. We'll get there, folks. Stay with me. So when the courts use Donald Trump's own words against him, when he says, for the good of the people, I want to put a citizenship question on the census. For the good of the people, I want to kill DACA. The judiciary aren't a bunch of fools. They're not a bunch of knuckleheads. In some cases, they point to Donald Trump's own words and they say, yeah, what you're arguing now is a pretext. That's a nice word to say you're lying. And if ever Donald Trump's own words are going to come back to haunt him and Bill Barr's own words are going to come back to haunt him, it is in the inevitable Donald Trump litigation attacking the election results after he loses in a landslide. And all of these legal arguments, I think, were beautifully encapsulated in the argument just the other day, a couple of days ago, in the Second Circuit Court of Appeals case, in the tax litigation that went up to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court said, no man is king. Donald Trump, you lose. You can go back down into the trial court. And now that we have announced, we, the Supreme Court, have announced that you are but a mere mortal and you have to submit to the criminal justice system and to the processes that everyone else in the country has to submit to, you can go into court and make whatever arguments you want. And Donald Trump did that, saying, well, the subpoena issued by Cy Vance, the district attorney trying to get my tax returns and my financial documents, it was overbroad. He's asking for too much. Donald Trump got smacked down in the trial court. He appealed it. And just the other day, a couple of days ago, I listened to the oral arguments in the appeal and the three judges could not have been more dismissive and even disgusted by the arguments Donald Trump's lawyer was making. In fact, they said, you know, District Attorney Cy Vance or the representative who argued the case for Cy Vance, Mr. Dunn, we don't even know that you have to wait anymore to go ahead and Get those tax returns, get those financial documents pursuant to your grand jury subpoena. We're going to hear more about that on Tuesday in two days. But Donald Trump and Bill Barr lose and they lose and they lose and they lose, even when they have potentially viable arguments to make in court. When they attack the election results, when Donald Trump and Bill Barr have been rigging this election, doing their unlevel best to rig this election by, I don't know, um, putting a criminal postmaster general in charge of the U.S. postal system who instantly goes about slowing the mail, destroying 
high-speed mail sorting equipment, sending mail trucks out on their routes empty because he said we got to keep the trucks running on time even if it means we have to leave the mail piled up on the loading dock because you got to keep the trucks and maybe the trains running on time. That's what's most important. I mean, this is just foolishness. This is a transparent attempt to interfere with voting by mail. That's what Donald Trump does, right? Who's trying to rig the election? Donald Trump tells his supporters, vote for me twice. Commit felonies to vote for me twice, to support me, to help me rig the election, to help me unfairly and unlawfully win. And Bill Barr says, sounds okay to me. As the Attorney General for the United States, I don't know that that's illegal. I don't know that that's wrong. Folks, mark my words. When Donald Trump and Bill Barr file suit to attack the election results, those words will be front and center and played for judges on an endless loop in the court hearing. Why? Because Donald Trump and Bill Barr are trying to rig the election in favor of Donald Trump. We all see it. The judges see it. They're not foolish. They're not, not, not knuckleheads. I misspoke. We'll edit that out later. No, we won't. So, they are rigging the election, trying to rig the election. They'll fail. They're trying to rig it in favor of Donald Trump. What does that mean for suits that they then bring trying to attack the election results? Here's where we're going to go back to something called the clean hands doctrine or forfeiture by wrongdoing. And it stands for the basic proposition that you can't walk into court and benefit from a problem you created. Here is where it gets heavy for me personally because it has to do with witnesses in criminal cases who are, um, who are made unavailable to testify. So criminal practice, prosecuting murder cases and RICO cases, which I did for 22 of my 30 years as a prosecutor. I handled murder cases in Washington, D.C. Um, I, um, I had the horrific experience of losing witnesses as a result of violent crime. As horrific as it was for me, it was infinitely more horrific for those victims and their families and the communities because we take very seriously our obligation to keep witnesses safe in fact, we have rigorous witness protection programs that run the spectrum from the very basic and simple to the United States Marshals Long-Term Witness Protection Program, which gives people new identities and moves them cross country. And we have lots of programs in between to try to tailor the protective services we provide to the witness and to the threat level. But as a prosecutor, I lost witnesses. So there's a legal doctrine that comes into play that is relevant. I'm not just telling war stories. It's relevant to 
the clean hands doctrine discussion we're going to have. Um, when a defendant is pending trial and that defendant kills a witness against him that he knows is scheduled to testify or commissions the, the murder of a witness through a third party that the defendant knows is going to testify against him, that defendant cannot then walk into court and argue that the evidence that witness was going to provide against them cannot come into evidence because the witness isn't available to testify. The defendant, every defendant in a criminal case has a Sixth Amendment right to confront and cross-examine the witnesses against him. But a defendant who procures the unavailability of the witness, that's the technical phrase we use, such that the witness cannot be produced to testify, cannot then invoke his Sixth Amendment protections. He can't say, because the witness isn't here to testify, you can't introduce the witness's evidence against me because it would violate my right to confront and cross-examine that witness. That only makes sense, right? You can't benefit from your own wrongdoing. And the, the Supreme Court has said that. In the D.C. local homicide practice, we call it the Devonshire Doctrine because Devonshire was the leading case that picked up on a Supreme Court case saying you cannot render a witness unavailable to testify against you and then complain that the witness isn't there to be cross-examined. All right, I've gone on too long about that, but I think you get the principle. You can't benefit from your own wrongdoing. In fact, to finish the thought, all of the statements made by that witness before the defendant killed the witness, procured the unavailability of the witness, all of those statements come into evidence unchallenged, including hearsay statements. Because just as you can't invoke your Sixth Amendment right to confront the witness you killed, you can't object on the grounds of hearsay either. The criminal justice system takes very seriously efforts to intimidate a witness, impede the testimony of a witness, obstruct a witness from appearing and testifying. The same is true in the clean hands doctrine. You cannot create a problem and then walk into court and say you're a victim of that problem. Why? Because you don't have clean hands. You can't come into court with, figuratively speaking, dirty, filthy hands because you've created a problem and then say, Judge, I'm the victim of this problem. You're only a victim of the problem because you created it. What is Donald Trump doing? Donald Trump is trying to rig the election in his favor. What is Bill Barr doing? Trying to rig the election in Donald Trump's favor. Outrageously, just the other day, Bill Barr's Department of Justice issued press releases about a handful of Donald Trump ballots being discarded, violating multiple Department of Justice policies. Why? To help Donald Trump, to energize Donald Trump's base. It's Bill Barr announcing, hey, Trump voters better get out there and vote because it looks like somebody might be discarding Trump ballots. All of which will be introduced as evidence against Donald Trump's claim 
that the election was rigged against him. He's trying to rig the election for himself. Joe Biden isn't out there trying to rig the election. Kamala Harris isn't out there trying to rig the election. That is Donald Trump and Bill Barr's exclusive game, rigging the election. And that's why when they launch these legal attacks in select jurisdictions in which Donald Trump lost, that's why the judges are going to laugh Donald Trump and Bill Barr out of court. They're going to say, we see the evidence. We see what you did to the mail, the mail system, what you had DeJoy do. We see you on tape telling people to vote for you twice. We see Bill Barr issuing press releases about discarded Trump ballots. We hear Bill Barr saying, I don't know if there's anything wrong with voting twice for the same candidate. I don't know if that's illegal. We see it all. Your hands are unclean. There's forfeiture by wrongdoing. And if Donald Trump believes that the federal judges, even the Mitch, Mitch McConnell not qualified judges, are going to corruptly throw the election to him after they ruled against him in the census case, in the DACA case, in the absolute immunity case, in the Mike Flynn case, in the tax litigation, when there were actually some viable arguments to make in those cases, unlike a legal attack on the results of an election, that Donald Trump and Bill Barr have tried to rig, you think the judges are going to corruptly throw the election to Donald Trump? Absolutely not. People don't always agree with me when I say the state of our judiciary is strong. Yes, it's been made weaker by Mitch McConnell. He's tried to soil the quality of the federal bench. We have a plan to work toward undoing that, unpacking the courts beginning in January. Any judge or justice who testified untruthfully in his or her confirmation hearings must be investigated by the FBI. And if they lied, committed perjury, committed false statements in violation of 18 U.S.C. 1001, they must be prosecuted, impeached, and removed from the bench. That's justice. That's not revenge. That's justice. Justice that has gone undone for nearly four years now. That's justice. And that's one of the many reforms that have to be put in place for there to be accountability and for there to be justice. Donald Trump will lose in a landslide and then he'll get laughed out of court because justice matters. It matters. Folks, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, if you want to support our content, um, I invite you to go to patreon.com 
that's somewhere you can go and sign up for some added um, benefits, some exclusive content, some inside looks into what it is we do and why we do it. Um, and if you choose to support us and become a patron, we would be forever uh, grateful. Um, you can find us on YouTube. You can find uh, Justice Matters where you listen to your podcasts. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm on there all day, every day, trying to answer legal questions from uh, Team Justice members and from lots of anxious folks, not only in the U.S., but around the world. Um, and I am happy to do that. Use my 30 years of experience inside the federal government as both an Army JAG and as a federal prosecutor at the Department of Justice, specifically at the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office, to try to give people my take and an informed um, opinion from the inside based on what I know about the Department of Justice and the criminal justice system. So you can find me on Twitter, Glenn Kirshner 2, on YouTube, Glenn Kirshner under my name. I think Glenn Kirshner 2. You can tell I'm not adept at the social media stuff. And as I say, on patreon.com, you can go and support our content and our efforts. Um, as always, folks, please stay safe. And I look forward to talking with you all again tomorrow.